Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha, join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your turkey day? My turkey day was good. I had two turkey days. I had this Saturday before and then I had the actual turkey day because I was, I went to Florida to visit Mm -hmm. family and then technically... I was supposed to be flying on Turkey Day. Mm-hmm. So my family decided to do like the Turkey Day on Saturday before so I could have like Turkey Day. Very nice. And then my flight got changed and I was actually there on Turkey Day. Okay. So you <laughs> so just then du- I got doubled up. Well, I I went to a friend's house on Turkey Day, so that was it. So I got to I got two. That's awesome. It was super quiet here. It was mostly just like me and my kid hanging out. Uh we built like the most the biggest marble run ever, but yeah, super quiet, which was nice and welcomed. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oof. All right. Oh, Bruhain. Bruhain. Okay. Yes. Thank you, uh, Maureen. Thank you, Maureen, for our word. Yes. We love you. <laughs> yes. Um, how about what you got this week? Well, since I was, I've been traveling since, you know, I was, I traveled for about 10 ish, 11 days. So I was in Florida, like I mentioned, visiting. So I wasn't actually working. And then this was like, I mean, I actually did not work for 10 days. That's insane. (laughs) Not at all. Not even, I know. I mean, I, I even, I even just like, even a translation that came in, Uh I was just like, I quoted it and I said, I can do it next week. Like the week I was working, the the week I was on, on vacation. I could do it next week, like if you're in a rush, but if not, I can like, I would prefer to do it the following year. And they're like, oh, no, no problem. Do it the next week. And I was like, okay. I kind of, I was, I, I kind of even bummed. <laughs> like, what? You don't want it to rush? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm proud of so, you for taking that long of a break. I know. I was like, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I know. This is very weird. So I didn't work. Um, so the only brewing I did is um, on... That day that I did the family thing, I read one palm and two tarots for a couple of family members. That's Very it. Very nice. That's cool. So, yeah. And, and then on obviously, I went to a botanica on my way out to, you know, resupply a little bit. But that was it. Nothing. Nothing. I was totally on vacation. It felt very weird. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, we did the Christmas tree cutting down uh yesterday and so for me when we do that i also that's where i pull my yule log from so i got the base of the tree um cut off and then i'm kind of making the whole yule log presentation now so i'm just getting started on that so that would be kind of my brewhine for this week nice nice. yes we we will probably because i like to do my i changed my seasonal table i changed it on the first so we'll do it next weekend 
Oh, nice. I'll probably go up to the forest and go get a Yule log there. That's so cool. I'm very, yeah, I'm very like, nah, don't don't mess up with like. I know most Puerto Ricans actually decor like all everybody that we visited. They had their Christmas tree up already for Turkey Day. Uh huh. But I'm like, no, leave it. You know, leave it on a monthly basis, or I'll get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get started, and we're running. Okay. So two things we wanted to um, come in. Obviously, we're running this one a little bit late because I was traveling. So thank you for you know being patient with me while I was on my vacation. And the second thing we wanted to mention, we know that the last two episodes they've had a little ad glitchiness for people that aren't on, like on the non-ad version of Spotify. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yes. So the so two episodes ago, so probably about a month ago, Spotify started doing these things called smart ads, where I didn't have a lot of control over how they went in and or what they were about. Um, so I finally like done some more research and listened to some YouTubes and some Reddits and stuff. And I found a little bit easier way, hopefully, to keep them out of the base portion of the show and to keep them a little bit more focused, I guess, on what what you might hear for an ad. I don't know. Um, but it's been a pain in the butt. I hope I got it figured out. Please feel free to write us if um, things are still weird because I am trying to address it for sure. Yeah, definitely. We're trying to fix that. And on that hand, if anybody wants to be, because um, if we have our own ads, then they don't come in. So if anybody wants to look into being a uh, sponsor is it then yeah i don't know how that would work but let us know (laughs) let us know we'll look into it we'll We'll find it's definitely better than better than ai spun you know yeah spotify ads about bourbon definitely that's it yeah yeah so there we go okay let's get into it we're gonna talk about some glam yes so glamour magic this week which i think is pretty important especially again um with when you're going to be dealing with friends and family if you're having not a great day. Like, it's good to be able to use a little bit of glamour magic to kind of fake it till you make it. <laughs> sure. And so I think that um, I want to start with um, the root of the of the word glam. Absolutely. Glamour magic. Okay. So um, the root of the word glamour also comes from the same word that is grammar. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so, um, grammar, and so they're the same root, and then they're, they're just basically setting um, the, it just simply means learning, including the learning of the occult and the variant, which one goes on to be glamour. And so grammar basically stayed magic free and pertains to the rules of learning, eventually becoming the rules of language. But they have more um, both grammar and glamour functions as the rule set of rules that help people articulate articulate themselves and allow us to understand them and so that's pretty cool that is really cool (laughs) it is very cool i love i love the words and the terminology um so when um i think there's also something about the first time that it came to be used which was in a poem and like in the 1700s let me look it up um so originally when when glamour came to be yes um growing from the scottish grammar around 1720 glamour was sort of a spell that would affect the eyesight of those afflicted so the objects appeared different than what they actually were sir walter scott anglicized the word and brought it into popular use in his poems you maybe think you of the spell of the slight urchin page 
This to his lord did impart and made him seem by glamour art a knight from hermitage. Um, and not long after his death in 1832, the word began to be used to describe the metaphoric spell we cast upon one another by being particularly beautiful or fascinating. Ah. Yeah. So, but originally, like, glamour was used sort of like bad. Like, mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, you cast a spell or you're doing glamour or you're doing something like in sort of in a negative connotation. Like, you did this knowingly to kind of like um, trick somebody. Right. right? but as time went on and that's like the the meaning that it had like at, like in the 1700s 1800s and that you know um scottish and then going on down you know from from the scottish side from, from the scottish isles and then into like england and so forth but later when it um became popular in the 1900s in media particularly in after the um in after the first world war one during the depression glamour became something important as something that women were able to do for themselves with like um with their own tools to make themselves like because they weren't there wasn't any money so glamour was like a tool that they would have at their disposal to make themselves be better or to look better with less money and do you then think this is like, when we all got tricked into shaving our legs um, I have no idea. We'd have to look at that. Okay. Um, Just, I was curious. It seems like the timing would be about right. Okay. Yeah. And then so, but, it, and then so like, because obviously at all that after the depression is when like all that, um, the changing of the, um, of the cast, right. Of the, um, the upper class and all that oh, changes, yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes more like, oh you have them at your means and at your at your disposal the um the ability to be able to look better to right. you know with a little bit of you know your own talents to be able to create these illusions and then it started to lose that effect of like you're doing it for trickery right which was the meaning that it had like in the 17 and the 1800s and then at the early 1900s it's like something that you become proud of right, right. like oh i i and this is something that i think still happens nowadays like you know you buy something and you're like oh i got it for two bucks <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and we still have that pride that we got something for cheap right mm -hmm. totally and that started at the early 1900s right interesting and so <laughs> and so this is this is where that all starts, right? And that pride and like, oh, I, I, I managed to do this, you know, cheaply, or I managed to do this on by myself, or I managed right. to sew this, or I managed to, and then the pride in ourselves being able to do something, you know, with our own, own hands and with our own procedures, and it grabs a different meaning. And so much so that that they're actually published um, that magazine that's called Glamour. Oh, yeah. And so there it all changes into something that's positive. And so that's sort of like a brief history of glamour, right? Okay. So of the word and how the word's being used, like in our popular sense and like media and so forth right now. Now for us in glam magic, right? I want to go into a couple of different things, right? So there's, I mean, oof, there's so much. I know. <laughs> There is so much, but, um, and I don't want to, and 
I, I before I forget because I don't want it to for us to forget it. It's not just making ourselves alluring and attractive. I also don't want to sleep on invisibility, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because glam magic is also making yourself not seen if you mm -hmm. want to not be seen. It's so it can be used for the opposite as well. And and before we got like all involved in like you know making yourself, it, it's making yourself seem whatever you want to be seen as. Right. So that can be more alluring. It can be more competent, it can be more masterful, or it can be not seen at all. And so I think that that's the most important. When we think of glam magic, we have to think of that in total, right? And obviously, we've just spoken about the word glamour. But when we look at the practice itself, the word might have been coined in the 1700s but the practice we look at the practice and we know that it's been practiced since egyptian times or even further back everybody's been making themselves look better yeah. forever and ever and we know that there are goddesses that have been you know the goddess of love and the goddess of attraction and that people have been immediately you know practicing this and trying to be like them since forever right so yeah. the term is one thing but the practice is something completely different. Yes. We just didn't have a name to it exactly for a minute. Right. Or we called it attraction magic. Or right. Come to me or stuff like that. Yeah. But it's under the um, umbrella of glam magic now. But the attraction spells all fall under. I would say they fall like under attraction magic. Att I attraction agree. magic falls under glam magic. Come Attraction <laughs> spells fall under glam magic. Yes, that's what Absolutely. I Absolutely. Okay. So where do we want to get started? Um, I have, I don't know if, I've got a little bit of, a tiny bit of mythology, just how it was related mm. in the past to us, if you want to hear that. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Um, so in Egyptian mythology, we learned that Isis was a goddess who could transform herself into any creature she desired. She used her glamour to seduce Osiris and trick him into marrying her. Mm, Isis was all yeah. Isis was also able to use her glamour to heal the sick and injured. In Greek mythology, we learned about Aphrodite, the goddess of love. Aphrodite used her glamour to make herself more uh, beautiful and appealing to mortals. She also used it to make mortals fall in love with her. Aphrodite's son, Cupid, is known for his ability to use glamour. He would shoot arrows dipped in glamour at people, causing them to fall in love with the first person they saw. Celtic mythology is full of glamour as well. In one story, we learn about Morgan Le Fay, who was a powerful sorceress who could transform her appearance using glamour. She's uh, used this power to seduce King Arthur and trick him into sleeping with her. Famous U.S. witch Gabby Herstick uses glamour magic and Elvis Presley even used it to take control of all other desires. Interesting. That, that's the explanation for his hip moving. Yeah, right? I was just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think we should... Um, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned like shape-shifting. Yes, because that's one of the things that, you know, you appear to others as you aren't. Right. And I, and um, yeah, I wanted, so the, 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 so I wanted to just, let's go over like um, 
I wanted to go like over like a couple of different sections, maybe like maybe like makeup, okay, like, um, beauty, and then like talismans and crystals because one of the things that people or and then like beauty rituals maybe, okay, just like different sections of things that people do. Okay? Yeah, let's get started with beauty, right? I think glam beauty, glam. Since we talked about it, like one of the things that most people think of with glam is like beauty and this idea of like, you know, youth and radiance and like looking more sexually appealing, I think mm -hmm. is one of the main things, but it's not like what I think that one of the things about glam is, is that it's not like necessary. It's not like the conventional beauty in the sense of like, oh, you know, perfection or like youthful maiden kind of a beauty because lots of the people that are more glamorous don't necessarily ascribe to that. They, mm -hmm. they have that, you look at them and you're like, oh, they're not as pretty or they're not as young or they, they don't have that conventional like beauty, mm -hmm. but they have something that, that's more like femme you know fatal or more like seductress or more yeah. like yeah and you're like i can't pinpoint what it is but you know you, you they just have that thing that you like you're attracted to them and you're like but when you analyze it you're like they're not typical beauties or they don't have that aspect that you're like you know you can't pinpoint what it is or you right. look at them like even even cleopatra i think that when people look at them they're like they they can't say that she was like exactly like beautiful right but right they, they they still say that you know she was like the most you know super alluring right and everybody would fall in love with her right um obviously she would she had her glam magic on and she would what did they say she would bathe in, in cow's milk and honey something honey right yeah to attract himself mm -hmm. um so there's that so there's the elements and then you have to you have to charm them right you have to mm -hmm. charm the elements you're working with there's the inner work as well because you've got to believe your hot shit yeah you, you got to believe in the power of your own magic that it's going to work because mm -hmm. so that first one is going to definitely be that um self-love ritual or mm -hmm. that self-assertiveness ritual if you want to call it that and that one's one that she can't sleep on. That's one that she just got to be doing like every single day, you know, um, which a good one to do is just like um, a magic mirror one spell. Mm -hmm. Like some people can just do affirmations on the mirror or you can just be looking at your own mirror and just like going into like, you know, looking at yourself and like saying what you affirm every single day. So that's the first one. And then obviously the ingredients that you're going to use, charming them, consecrating them, and then as you use them, letting the magical elements be imbued into them. Yes. Right? Um, and then correspondences. I think that one of the things that I love the most about glam magic is all the correspondences. <laughs> I bet. You know I love correspondences. Yes. So... All the times that you've done all of the herbs, so all the herbs, mm -hmm. all the days of the week, all the colors, you know, this is all about hot magic. So this is all about Tuesdays and Saturdays. Okay. And, you know, for hot, if you want passion, 
or if you want love, you know, Fridays and then all those reds and pinks and greens for Venus or for Aphrodite, you know, and then all those, you know, passion fruit and vervain and jasmine and all those, you know, and then, so the, the, for the mat, for, for beauty magic or for makeup, right? I think that one of the things is using makeup. Um, I think it, um, what's her name? There's this chick on YouTube that she does like murder mystery while she puts on makeup. Bailey Syrian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she has a phrase that's like, well, the great thing about makeup is you can just take it off. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's something like that. Because she puts on like tons of makeup and takes it all off. And I've never watched the whole thing, but I know her face for sure. Yeah. So I, I just love that she's like, the great thing about makeup is you can just wash it all off, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, I just love that phrase because, you know, but the cool thing about um, makeup is that you can also put magic into your makeup, mm -hmm. right? So if you, I I heard of a girl that, um, like her sunscreen, she put in like um like a protection you know sunscreen is protective already oh, right yeah. it's just like we do like i do with my eggshells right uh -huh. when i'm when i'm grinding my eggshells i'm putting in i'm putting in protection energy into it because i'm going to use it as a protective um shield around my house right perimeter around my house and i'm putting that intention to it so when she's going to put in her when she's going to put on her sunscreen she puts in like protection and because she's gonna like slather it on her body and she's putting, she's using that sort of like as her like some people put in like a dome around themselves mm -hmm. she does it on her sunscreen and as she's putting on her um, sunscreen she's putting in like all her protective it's like her protective you know nice skin kind of thing, yeah which is awesome you know um so lots of people especially in our community they mix and they prepare their own ingredients and their own makeup or their own perfumes, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you're preparing your own materials and your own perfumes and your own material, you can definitely include your own magic. You can make sure the timing is correct. You can make sure that you're doing it in the right moon. You can make sure you're doing it on the right dates so that you can incorporate what you want to attract. If you want to incorporate and make sure that it's like beauty or luck, you can make sure that you're doing it during Venus or you can doing it during Jupiter so that it attracts opportunity, so it attracts luck, so it attracts beauty, so it attracts, you know, love, depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. And that's why sleep on that opportunity. Oh, I'm bored. Let me do it on, on Monday. You know, it's a moon day. Okay. It's going to bring lots of emotions. You could have, you know do it on that instead of doing it on Tuesday, it's going to bring you fights, you know, right. <laughs> you know, so just like a little bit of thing forethought and a little bit of thinking, Oh, you know, I'm doing it on Friday and it's going to bring love, you know? Right. So. And then when we think of this, you know, everybody's been using makeup and expressions on their bodies throughout history. Um, 
you know, the Native Americans, the Polynesians, and the African tribes, um, the ancient Egyptians, the, the, the Japanese, everybody's been using it um, for body pain or for, or for tribal um, symbols. Yeah. Forever. So obviously it's a magical practice that has, that brings in strength, that brings in beauty, that brings in luck. So like I said, whenever we've been doing something and everybody's been doing it, it's because it makes sense. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Duh. <laughs> um, and then, and then sometimes it's been for some ceremonial purposes. It's sort of what we talked about um, when we did the sigil one, right? Okay. When we talked about the sigil ones, when we talked about like henna, that you can do it temporarily. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Cause you're calling in, in a visible place on your body yeah yeah so you can do that as well for um for um glamour mm -hmm. magic right you, and it's the same thing that people do when they're you know doing makeup you know when they're doing makeup their 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 eyes um are the eyes are like the windows to the soul or the you know they they attract like the like the goddesses you know like the eye that looks like the eye, eye of isis or the eye of Osiris, you know mm -hmm. that's why people highlight their eyes so much you use eyeshadows that glimmer and that reflect light or that um you use colors that are soft like pink and that reflect love or you use like darker colors that need to seem mysterious you know you use colors color correspondences that are playing with that, right? Mm -hmm. You use red sort of to represent passion, right? The the Chinese they do the the really tiny lips mm -hmm. is supposed to be really popular, and it's like smaller it represents. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. She just pointed <laughs> down. That's all I got for that. I'm not saying anymore. Exactly. Sorry, <laughs> our imaginary YouTubers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, but and so, and and then other countries is like the bigger the lip, the better, because then it's like, you can right. yeah more capacity with your mouth, right? So, but over there, it's like the smaller it is, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the smaller, the, you know, then the tighter. Right. So it just, but it's all like, it's all a play. It's all a play. And then you're just, it's a glam. It's yeah. a glam because you're, you're selling something else, right? Right. And then the people adorn a lot, like on when you've seen us, like when we go out, you know, even the the, the Indian dot because it's the, the third eye, Bindi. or when you, yeah. yeah, or the the crowns when you you put on a crown or everything. You, when you look at it, there's always like something adorning the middle of the forehead, right? And it's calling towards what? It's calling towards the third eye, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because when you want to do something that is trying to make you seem like more of a mystical person or more in touch with your um, sacred talents, you're going to call attention to that. It makes you feel more empowered as well. Right. And so you're calling to that. And then um, what else? What else do we do? The When you want to... with. The necklaces and the jewels that's like always it's like bringing attention to not not just the throat chakra but it's also to the wealth because like 
if you want to seem like you're wealthier, you can have more like jewels and stuff like here. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. So you adorn yourself there because then the more that you had. Um, and that segues into like dressing the, the, the way you dress determines what you want to project, mm -hmm. which goes back to that invisibility. If you want to be invisible, you're going to dress as, you know, disappearing as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why like when you're working at a function or whatever, you always dress like black and like to disappear into the background or whatever. Right. Under the radar. <laughs> Under the radar. But if you yes. want to stand out, you know, you're going to be dressing like flashier or if you want to be like somebody that's like, if you have your own style and you like identify with an era and you like, you know, you know, like there's this girl that, um, I go to events and she's always dressed like in these, um, I don't know if it's like the 1940s dresses, like, the, you know, the little puffy with the pinstripes, right? Cool. She, yeah, she, she always, I go to events and she's always dressed like in 1940s types dresses, right? She looks like little a housemaker from the 1940s she looks really cute whatever with the little pumps and the dresses and that's her style yeah and that's what she likes um she always looks really cute and whatever but that's how she dresses that's how she likes it and so that gives you and she always dresses like that so that gives you like her style right there's another girl i know she always dresses in black right and that's who she is that gives you like who she is that's their personality. That's like who they want to come off as. And then you got other people that always dress like, you know, whatever is in vogue. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then it doesn't matter if the TikTok fashion sucks. That's what they're wearing. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it looks good on people or not. Yeah. That's what they're wearing. Yes. <laughs> and then Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Right. Right now it's what the ones that what right now, what is it? It's the one piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace jumper with the puff jackets. Space suits and, and the like, puff jacket. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how can you pee? But no, that's what's in my Vogue right now. I have no idea how they pee. I'm not buying it because I would not. I have to pee every 20 minutes. How the, <laughs> how the fuck do you pee? No. Anyways. um, Yeah. That's. There's people that dress exactly how whatever social media tells them to dress. And that's their style. There's people that always dress um they do that what what do they call it like the the minimalist cart um closet just, what are you doing with your hand <laughs> going around and around <laughs> the minimalist closet that they have like seven pieces of clothes oh, that are really okay. expensive and then, then they can mix and match between them and then they always look like super fashionable but they really only own like seven pieces of clothes yeah but it always looks like they have and it's style a lot different of, yeah 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 way more talent than i do okay so yeah <laughs> and then you have people that yeah so whatever then you have like me i dress like the color of the day right you know but you would only know that if you listen to the podcast or my friend. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't know till you so, said that on the podcast like a year ago. Right. Yeah. But, um, I just thought you were colorful. I just thought I was colorful. See. Yeah. But now it's just the color of the day. She had a plan. So, the but whole it time. reflects like. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> 
but the the colors just the colors and the fashions they they tell you something about the person right? right and it also if a person is feeling what they're dressing like it gives them power mm-hmm. and it also tells if they're feeling it you'll feel it come off their vibe right even if it's not a particularly wow piece of clothing but if they're aligned to that piece of clothing or if they're aligned to what the meaning they're giving that piece of clothing Mm -hmm. it's gonna come off yeah right because they're feeling it it could be a jean and a white button down shirt but if they're feeling that that's like hot shit they're gonna come off with like boom right Totally. Now, they can be in jeans and a white button-down shirt, and if they feel that that's blah, they're going to come off like frumpy, mm-hmm. you know? But if they feel that that's like, oh, I feel, you know, like a whatever, gap girl, and that feels preppy to me, and I want to come off like preppy or whatever, then they're going to, you know, come off like preppy, you know? Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I am definitely not good at, at the moda shit, pero. <laughs> um. The same thing with like some people to feel sexy, they need to be showing like skin and some people to feel sexy don't need to be showing skin. Mm-hmm. Some people to feel sexy, they need to have like their cleavage out or like a high rise on the thigh or a garter belt or something. The feeling of women, some guys like, you know, need like to feel their muscles or to feel like, you know, like preppy or like better posture or something like that. It just depends, you know? Yeah. And some people need to be complimented to feel better mm-hmm. because they're they need external validation some people need to be wearing expensive clothes because that's what makes them feel like oh this was good yes so it just depends so it it all comes from there i think that really pieces that are charmed are more important than the actual clothes i agree so like having a talisman, a feather, a piece of jewelry that has been charmed and that we and you can go back to our charmed um charred talisman and amulets um episode. But to have something that, you know, a piece of like a necklace that has a special stone or an amulet or a talisman and just be wearing like normal plain clothes and having like that or a ring or something is is more important. And yeah. can actually have more power. But for some people, other things are more important. And then there's the makeup, mm-hmm. right? And like we said, makeup, you can play it up, play it down as much as you want. And within makeup, you can go like big, like the eyelash. I've never done the eyelashes, but I've, I've never done them. But I, I mean, I've seen... I've seen big ones that fly off with people and yes. small ones. And yes. <laughs> but there's the eyelashes. There's the, I, there's the lips, the, the, you know, and then there's mm-hmm. like artificial, there's temporary, there's like just makeup. There's, you know, there's everything. Yeah. There's like permanent, semi-permanent and like take, we'll take it off at the end of the night options for everything. Yeah. For years, for eyes, for noses, for mouths, for everything, you know? Um, same thing with um, the the hair. You know, I, I play with the wigs. Mm-hmm. Same. 
there's yeah same there's obviously there's like um hair coloring which you can play with the hair coloring but there's also extensions there's um wigs there's um what else there's like permanent stuff that you can do mm -hmm. i like the uh, oh I, this happened to me over the um the vacation i took two of my wigs with me mm -hmm. and um <laughs> i had one of my aunts try them on and she was like, she was into it. She was like, oh my gosh, this opens a whole new dating pool. It does. <laughs> She's like, they like blondes? Here I go. <laughs> I love a good hair piece, man. It changes everything. It's fun. I think, oh, accessories, obviously, like not just, but I'm just thinking now of glasses, mm -hmm. you know, hats, scarves. They those can change everything. And hats, there's some people that play with hats so well. Mm -hmm. Like they can and and sunglasses and stuff. Those can really change things up. Yeah. Um and they're all part of allure. And it's not just it's not just it's not costuming. It's how if you're using it intentionally with the idea of like actually bringing people in and like being alluring and attractive or like we said we're not skimping out on invincibility as well right or um masterful because sometimes you want to seem more powerful or you want to seem more trustworthy like these all change your perception um before others yeah right so these can all be part of that okay and then the other thing would be scents okay i do realize that nowadays scent is much more i guess frowned upon than i think it would have been like maybe like like i feel like like in the 80s and early 90s like oh. scent was much more predominant yes than nowadays like yeah. nowadays it's like no nah, no nah. like now scents allowed no don't wear scents or like you know right. much more scent conscious than before like scents before were stronger and more predominant and like you would smell things in a lot more places yes right? i agree and nowadays it's more like you know no scents allowed don't wear perfumes no body sprays no you know like people are allergic blah 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 and so i think it's much more touchy nowadays yeah but you know even so like the first one i would say is pheromones mm -hmm. pheromones and you can get pheromones without sense right and i wouldn't recommend going anywhere without pheromones they just make you more attractive yeah. well unless you unless you're doing the invisibility then don't wear the pheromones. Yes. <laughs> then don't wear them <laughs> but but if you're doing anything else then i would recommend wearing pheromones and then you can wear pheromones without sense Mm -hmm. Or you can do pheromones with scents that work towards what you're working for. Right. Like if you need, like if you want trustworthiness or attraction or lust, depending on what you're looking for. Yes. And add that to the clothing, the makeup, the hair, the accessories, the apparel, so forth. Okay. And then... um, The spell. I would do a spell. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on how much work you need done, I would do an actual spell enchantment. Because we're witches, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? You know, so an actual, like, if you, 
need um if it's not just like because you want people to see you in a better light and you want to you know have people be attracted oh i know i know a girl that's um she's a youtuber and she while she does her youtube she has like a candle on that she has enchanted so that the light that it cast on her like makes her look like more attractive and alluring and whatever to the people that are watching her youtube so i mean it doesn't do anything to bring people in because people that are already looking for her right? right but the people that already saw her found her wanted to see her content once they are seeing it are like oh damn i really like her you know right they so it just it's an extra oomph it's an extra light layer you know mm -hmm. so that's you know that's glam magic absolutely you know you know seek it yeah and then so i would do but if you're doing and that's like a wide cast net kind of thing mm -hmm. but if you're gonna go see somebody that you want to like mm -mm, have them definitely see you in a more favorable light i would definitely do like a specific enchantment yeah or if you're going to go in for like an interview or if you're going to go in for like a negotiation the easiest one is just like the honey like you know may all my words be sweet to their ears mm -hmm. kind of thing and you, you just take a dab of honey on your tongue and then go in and that makes like everything that you say sound good to them right that's a little bit of glam magic too mm -hmm. and i was mm -hmm. thinking just like definitely you're going to want to use some glam magic for like job interviews and stuff that would be a good area to like work on correspondences i'm big on the mantras slash affirmations just because that's a actually a hypnotic technique um so even writing your phrase on your mirror while you're getting ready or just repeating that while you're getting ready that's going to be a huge way to enchant while you're going along um and you know hoping for hoping for a certain result for myself personally when i have to work and and um i do part-time work as a bartender and so appearance kind of matters in those situations and personality matters in those situations so when i'm having a really hard day i dress up i always wear hair i do extra makeup because everyone's looking at the outfit and the hair and no one's asking me questions about my life and i that's like what i'm going for um if you are doing that, which is kind of like an outward invisibility, like you're still projecting glamour out, but trying to hide what's in, that's something I don't recommend going over three days with because whatever you're dealing with, you do need to process. So that's my little heads up on that. Um, but yeah, so uh, negotiations, um, anytime you just need to get through work and you kind of want to be invisible, that you could do invisibility also like at, for family events. Um, and this is like, this is mildly cheating, but like for in my family, we get razzed uh, for being overweight a lot. Um, so wearing shapewear, like in, writing a sigil on your shapewear and hoping that no one says anything weird about how you look. Uh, that is a form of glam magic and it does work. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are my hot tips. I would say like the queens of glam magic are queens so oh my i agree 100 percent. so just 
like if you need any sort of tips and you're like totally clueless just follow a drag queen and see everything to do <laughs> i love a drag queen they, yes they know everything yes so. but yeah it's and literally you... it's literally their money you know and their lifestyle and both so yeah. yeah and then and anytime you're doing those affirmations too and doing like an enchantment and you are making that a practice and a part of your routine that's huge for you like any sort of consistency in affirmations um you're gonna see that glam result that magic result so much faster yeah and in your family you got to do like a reversal so that anybody that rouses anybody for being at it you know overweight gets like five pounds back right definitely because that's yeah. bullshit it is bullshit yes it's total <laughs> bullshit Thank you i was much. thinking oh so they keep trying to sell me those uh red light masks online like it's like a mask you put on your face and it's got a bunch of like red lights in it have you seen that before it's no, like for anti you know because you know facebook only shows you like what you see once and then it tries to sell it to you for like a hundred times uh-huh so like obviously it only shows me wigs <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Man, instagram's blowing me up with these like retinol or like these masks so they're like a white plastic and then underneath there um is a red light but that would be so easy to like draw a bunch of sigils on that thing and like as you're wearing it and it's doing its laser thing of like doing extra that would be cool just one yeah um, well, another easier, probably easier than red light is just going outside and bathing in the moon. You yep. know, that's the oldest time been doing, <laughs> it's been, been doing it since, I don't know. I think it's probably a Romani tradition, um, that you go outside, um, and the woman, you stand naked in the light of the moon mm -hmm. or of the full moon. This Sounds is where, cold. this is where, you know, sky oh, comes from. Yeah. And you go outside and you have to look at the moon and then if the moon like it's clouded it's a bad sign oh <laughs> yeah, like go put your like clothes back on get wrinkles oh. oh it's like you're gonna get wrinkled oh, no! <laughs> if it remains free and clear then you're gonna be fine and you're gonna be lovelier each time and then you're gonna moon bathe right uh -huh. you're, you're bathing under the light of the moon and it's moon moon beautiful moon look down on me smile down on me moon moon ground my boon and keep drew beauty onto me really nice, nice. very mm -hmm. nice and beautiful so we are we just have to come trust in the moon and not in instagram to give us what we need for beauty. yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> okay um i think we i mean yeah yeah let us know if you have any questions we love to hear from you guys yes i made a roll i am so ready for astrology please tell me how these next two weeks is it good can it be good god damn it oh that was not a good face i saw that i haven't said anything i saw your face well we have a full moon in gemini tomorrow you're a gemini right yeah okay there you go okay so i'm gonna backtrack to yesterday although we're not today is the 26th we're recording this on the 26th so i don't know if you're going to be able to drop it on the 26th but we're recording on the 26th again a little bit late because Ash was on vacation sorry guys um, on the 25th, we had a Mars square Saturn, which we're going to be feeling. And I think I mentioned it last time, but we're also going to be feeling it for about a, a week, which is pretty heavy, right? Um, and I just wanted to mention it again because it does bring a little bit of blockages and frustrations, okay? So the 27th, 
the full moon in Gemini. The full moon in Gemini, you know, journal, talking, books, thinking, overthinking. Yeah, that sounds good. Oversharing, maybe, so forth. And the important thing about this full moon is that we have to think that in a few days, specifically on Friday, the 1st, whatever you do and say in these days have consequences um, because in a few days, Mercury is going to go into Capricorn and it's all about like um, boundaries. So the full moon in Gemini is not so rough because it's just about like our brains going into overload and thinking and just wanting to do lots of little gather information and you know a lot of you know like i said information yep um there is that mars square saturn that i mentioned that we're still feeling it and that is squaring the full moon right so that's still there okay um and the Mercury is squaring Neptune as well, which is going to be complicating a little bit of communication, which the only recommendation we have here, which is the same recommendation we had with that Mars square Saturn, is to keep keep things simple, to keep your head down, to stick to your routines. Don't try to do new plans, okay? okay. Although your full moon in Gemini is going to be like, let's plan. You have to be like, no. Oh, keep it boring okay okay then we keep the rest of november kind of simple the moon's kind of going whatever then we get to friday mercury goes into capricorn which makes mercury a little more cautious grounded patient more focused on life goals and like how do we plan right but we do have to think that Mercury is going to be already in what would be the shadow of a retrograde. Okay. On Saturday, the second, Mercury is going to be trining Saturn, which is good for doing serious shit. Like taxes, insurance, contracts, setting boundaries, setting goals and stuff like that. Not only because it went into Capricorn the day before, but also because it's going to be trying Saturn, which is all about boundaries and setting boundaries and so forth. Okay. So that weekend, the first, the second, really good to do that kind of thing. Okay. The third is um, Venus comes into play and Venus has a couple of days in the month, the third, the ninth, the 21st, that it has its own little story arc going on. Um, the, the third is the first day where it has a little bit of power control issues because it's squaring Pluto. So a little possessive outburst there. Just like, wait, what's going on? You know? Okay. Um, and then on the fourth, it goes into Scorpio, which just makes it, um, you know, Venus into Scorpio is just a little darker, more broody, emotional depth, romance, but also wants more romance and more emotional intensity. Okay. And then on the 5th, Venus goes into it trying Saturn. It wants stability. It wants to find solutions to its romance. It wants or problems and so forth. So that's three, four, five. It's all about that relationship. So it might have had a problem on the 3rd. On the 4th, it's like more intense analyzing itself and says, okay, let's fix it. And on the 5th, since it's trining Saturn, 
it's like, okay, let's fix this problem. Let's get a solution. Okay. Okay. The six Neptune goes direct. Neptune's been retrograde since like, I had to have to look for it, but I think it was March or something like that. Okay. Let's see. Neptune retrograde since June 30th. Okay. Um, so we're going to feel, or we're going to start feeling our compassion, our sensitivity and our creativity come back a little bit. Okay. Yay. So if you've been feeling a little bitchy, a little bit like, ah, get these, you know, round up all the homeless people, put them on a bus and send them somewhere else kind of feeling, <laughs> you're suddenly going to feel like, oh, they created a new, you know, safe haven for people. This is good. Oh, what can I do? Oh, let me go volunteer, whatever. You're going to start feeling more human, thawing out a little bit more. Nice. Which is good. Yes. Yeah. Your, your sensitivity is going to come back. Okay. You're not going to be so mean. Okay. So that's good. It's because Neptune is going direct again. <laughs> your humanity is going to start coming back a little bit. And if you've been having like writer's block or, you know, you can't like, you know, you, if you have like some sort of creative endeavor and you haven't been able to get in touch with it, you're going to find that it's going to be coming back. Okay. Yay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then on the seventh, Mercury is going to be trining Jupiter, which is good for legal business planning, research and so forth. And that um, trying is going to last for about 10 days so it's pretty good for all like activities it's going to basically mm, it's going to last for about 10 days but i'd only use it for that weekend because the 12th it, mercury goes into retrograde so i'd only use it between the 7th and the um, 10th or so so i'd only use it that weekend because after that it's already going to be going retrograde then the 9th venus is going to be in opposition to jupiter which leads us to party, to indulge, to, you know, have a little bit of lack of self-discipline, which can go either way. It can be like one for the books, like, whoa, do you remember that time? Or right. it can be a, oh shit, do you remember that time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it can just depends on, you know, it just depends on, um, you know, it's a Saturday, so I mean, it could be a really bad hangover and you're just at home nursing it on Sunday mm -hmm. if you're relatively stable, you know, and it's just like, oh, man, that was bad. I'm too old for this and just recovering the next day. Mm -hmm. Or if you, you know, if if you're not that stable, then it can be like, oh, man, now I have no money to buy Christmas presents, you know, it just depends on your life. Yeah. <laughs> and so be aware of it and don't let it take over. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's it's, what we got. Um, that yeah. wasn't too bad. It's not too bad. It's just, you know, and then, and it gets a little bit lighter on the 12th because it's the new moon in Sagittarius, which is upbeat and happy. I like it has Sag. a little bit. Yeah. I like, I, we like Sag. It has a lighter feeling. It has a little bit of a, a rose colored tinted glasses because it does have a square to Neptune where we think like everything's happier than it is, but you know, we can enjoy it for a few days. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, take me. <laughs> yes, we can we can fake it, yeah. But it's fine. Nice. Thank you so yep. much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about lemon verbena, just because that is an herb that comes up a lot in glamour magic. So it's also known as cedron or herba luisa. It is masculine. It's associated with the planet Mercury and the element of air. The powers that come with that are going to be purification and love. 
Uh, if this plant is hung around the neck or a bit of a, its juice is drank, it will preserve you from dreaming. Lemon verbena is also worn to make oneself attractive to the opposite sex, and it's used in love spells and mixtures. The herb is add, uh, added into other mixtures to increase their strength. Like you're going to see lemon and like a rose and lavender mixture the most in glamour magic and for glamour correspondences. Specifically with the lemon, it's going to be used to purify and to cleanse as well. It's also really good in bath water. And um, for also related to glamour magic, using lemon verbena uh, roses and lavender in a bath is a super great way to kickstart some glam magic for you. Nice. As well. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So this question comes from Sacha's little niece. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. She's my, she's my best. She's, so I have a good, really good friend um, who I spent Thanksgiving with, and he's been my friend since 1990. Mm -hmm. So it's his daughter. And he's yes. my son's godfather. Okay, cool. Yeah. So mi padre, mi compadre, mi compadre. And Excellent. am I am I her madrina? I don't. I'm a terrible madrina if I am. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't remember. Yeah, but you would show up at a moment's notice, so yeah. you're not terrible. <laughs> can't remember. I kind of think money might be. Shit, I maybe. <laughs> I maybe. I think I maybe. Shit. Oh yeah, I think I may be her madrina. I'm 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 really bad. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So she just sat down and she just like started quizzing me about like being a witch and like um so the gist of let me see if I remember the whole thing. So she asked me like when she asked me when I came out as a witch. Mm -hmm. so when did you tell Poppy that you were a witch? <laughs> And I was like, well, I didn't tell him that I was a witch. And she's like, but he knows that you're a witch. And I'm like, yes, he knows that I'm a witch. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it's, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't keep it a secret. It's like being Puerto Rican. It's like right. part of who I am. <laughs> it's not something that I'm like, oh, wait, I need to tell you something. You know, it's just like part of who I am. Right. It, it comes up naturally in conversations at some point, but it's also not something that I'm like looking to like tell people, wait, you know, I need to tell you this. It's just something that will come up eventually in a conversation or it might not, but when it does, it's not something that I'm hiding. Right. Um, so that was one of the things that came up. And then she asked, um, she she was telling me that she has a friend. She's she's the same age as my son, she's 12. Um, she asked and she told me, Hey, I have a friend that she's having dreams and she says that it's lucid dreaming. And then she asked if that means that her friend is a witch. And I said, well, you know, when I was 14, I was reading palms and I didn't consider myself to be a witch at that time. I just considered myself as somebody that could read palms and that that was a dong, a gift that I had, but I didn't consider myself to be a witch at that time. So your friend can probably dream and she can probably have lucid dreams and she'll probably research that more and learn how to control that better to a point where it doesn't scare her because right now it's something that's scaring her. Oh. Um, and then later on, as that evolves and she learns more, she can adopt or not adopt being a witch. That doesn't mean that 
because she has the ability to lucid dream that she has to be a witch right Same way that there's many witches that don't that are witches that can't lucid dream like i'm a witch and i can't lucid dream okay and so we had that you know conversation and that explanation and then um what was the other thing that came up and then she she asked like well like do witches mind she said what do you mean that not like all witches cannot like lucid dream i'm like well and then i explained that not like not all witches have like the same talents and not right. necessarily and that there are some witches that maybe perhaps don't have like a dong but they still consider themselves witches and they have and they adopt like the um the observation and the seasons um the seasonality or the the wheel of the year and i explained what the wheel of the year was and i'm observing the wheel of the year and then so i explained the wheel of the year and like observing it and and um and that until i adopted observing the wheel of the year i didn't consider myself like a wheel a witch okay and then before that i just considered myself like somebody that had like dones yeah, talents, yeah but i didn't consider myself like a practicing witch until i actually started following a practice like full time the whole year right and then so i explained that to her and like how that affected me and that i didn't do that until maybe a little over 10 years ago mm -hmm. and then sort of like when i had kids basically yeah and so and and how that and how like having kids and wanting to be able to give them that rhythm was part of what made me choose the path of the witch yeah despite having beliefs and despite having the talents and so forth but not having adopted the lifestyle right and so that whole conversation and and, and you know that you know it was it was really interesting and you know having that conversation with her like you know as a 12 year old that's not because obviously my kids are in my life and they live right the bruja lifestyle <laughs> right but she doesn't because obviously she doesn't live with me she's come to my house once or twice but she mm -hmm. and she sees the things but it's like mm, that's kind of like you know the, the weird dd kind of thing right yeah yeah and then and obviously her dad's probably told her like oh you know you're you're, you're you know, <laughs> Madrina is a, a new witch you know but she's like you know so when did you tell dad what did he say you know because yeah her dad is not you know right he's like most puerto ricans is like the witch is kind of you know mm, dicey kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah but this is somebody that's very near and dear to him because i mean we've been friends since we were like i said since 1990 so you cool. know yeah so it was it was a really cool conversation to have and to like see it through her eyes and yeah and so through her experience with her friend like wait what do i tell my friend is my friend's going through this and you know is she a witch is she not a witch and how do i like help her you know at the same right. time yeah so cool so, yeah well, thank you so much for sharing that yep so yeah yeah uh i actually i love this topic so on spotify this week i'm going to put a listener question in and if you want to share your experiences on how you feel about coming out of the broom closet or how you feel about talking about your practice i would love to hear about that and maybe we could share one or two on the air that would be awesome yeah ah, cool well Perfect. i'll see you again soon talk to you in a few weeks all right 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or natal charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 